Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. Do you struggle on a day-to-day basis with staying happy and finding the drive to achieve your goals? As someone who has struggled for years with anxiety and depression, I understand how much of a fight it can be every day. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp assesses your personal needs and matches you with one of their licensed professional therapists. You can start communicating within 48 hours of registration, and it's not a crisis line or self-help. It's real, professional therapy done from the comfort of your own space. BetterHelp has a network of 20,000-plus therapists that are available to clients worldwide. You can log in and send a message to your therapist at any time and get timely and thoughtful responses. And you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you'll never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room again. Because let's be real, therapy is intimidating enough. It should be as comfortable as possible. BetterHelp is also committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so it's super easy to change therapists if you need to. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional therapy, especially since financial aid is available, because BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. To get started on a path to a happier life, visit betterhelp.com slash therapy. That's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. There's also a special offer for Unit Therapy listeners. If you guys use the link betterhelp.com slash therapy to register, you'll get 10% off your first month. Again, that's better, H-E-L-P.com slash therapy. Start healing your mental health today. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to You Need Therapy, the Happy People podcast. Or in more realistic terms, the mental health podcast for young adults, where we talk about everything mental health related, and we have the conversations that no one wants to have because they're uncomfortable. So welcome to the community. I'm so glad you're here, and let's hop right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Um, oh, goodness, we have a lot to chat about today, a lot going on. Um, if you are new here, my name is Emily. I am here to help you through all of your mental health ups and downs. If you are not new here, thank you so much for continuing to come back to the podcast and listen to each episode and be a part of this amazing family that we have that just keeps growing. Um, a quick disclaimer that I have to put at the beginning of each episode is that I am not a licensed professional in any sort of capacity. Um, any and all advice that I give out is simply based off of my own experiences and my own education around mental health. Um, So yeah. Um, If you're new here, we start each episode with what I like to call my life breakdown. And that's where I just kind of loop you guys in on what's been going on since the last time we talked. Um, As always, if you want to share your life breakdown with me, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. I always have both my personal Instagram and the Instagram for the podcast linked in the description of the episode, as well as the description of the podcast. So yeah, always feel free to shoot me a message on there. I love when you guys message me. I always answer and I adore talking to you guys. It literally makes my week. 
whenever I see a message from any of you. So please feel free to message me and um, yeah, share your life breakdown. Say, hey, if you need advice, if you just want to be best friends, anything. Um, Yeah, so we're going to get right into the life breakdown today because I just, there's a lot to talk about. Um, So I'm going to start with the happy stuff the lighter topics that I wanted to get to. So first of all, I didn't post last week and the only reason I didn't post uh, or upload a new podcast last week was because last was not, I guess not last weekend, not this past weekend, but I had talked about it in the last episode that I had posted. Um, I went to Coachella. I went to the second weekend of Coachella and (laughs) you guys a it was a wild ride there was a lot happened there were a few bumps in the road um but overall it was such a phenomenal weekend I went with one of my best friends Katie we had the time of our lives for those of you who don't know I I'm quite the Harry Styles fan. Harry Styles was headlining Coachella um, on Friday. And so we got to see him. We waited <laughs> for about 12 hours at Barricade um, to see Harry Styles at, so at Barricade. Um, we were so close to him. If you go on my Instagram, I posted about it. I posted the pictures, and you can see how close. We, when I tell you, I made eye contact with him, you guys. Like, full-on eye contact. It was, I will never get over it. My brain still hasn't, like, comprehended anything that really happened. Um, But it was insane. It was so fun. We saw saw him. We saw... um, we saw Phineas at Barricade as well. We saw Conan Gray. We saw Doja Cat. We saw The Weeknd. We saw Swedish House Mafia. It was so fun. It was a blast. We made so many new friends. Um, <laughs> most of them were made at Barricade when we were waiting for 12 hours. Um, so, yeah, that was incredible. Everyone we met were incredible. Everyone was so nice. It was so fun. It was boiling out in the desert. Oh, my gosh. The first two days weren't horrible because the first so Friday we were waiting outside all day but it was only in like the 70s so it wasn't horrible Saturday we didn't end up going until later in the afternoon and we had pretty much missed like the worst part of the heat um and got there when it was already starting to cool down Sunday oh Jesus we were there all day And Sunday was the hottest out of the weekend. It was in the 90s on Sunday. It was brutal. And I live in Georgia with humidity. So you think I would be like used to heat. But it was just that there was something about it. I mean, it was probably the fact that we were in the middle of the desert. But it was horrible. Like it was so I don't think like I've uh, I was like sticky. It was it was gross. It was horrible. Worth it absolutely so fun but so hot it was kind of weird because I guess I didn't really even think about this like you're drinking so much water throughout the day 
but you'd never like have to pee because you're so dehydrated from being out in the desert that your body just like soaks up all of the water. It was insane. It was insane. Um, but yeah, so that was so fun. Literally such a blast. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, yeah. Um, what else? What else? I need to share the good things before we get into the heavier stuff. Okay. On the topic of while we're here, while we're at the Harry Styles topic, the Don't Worry Darling trailer dropped yesterday. And hear me out. I was, I'm so excited for this movie for two reasons. Obviously, Harry Styles. But also, Florence Pugh. I am such a huge Florence Pugh fan. I adore her. I think her acting is so phenomenal. She's such a genuine, like, person. She seems so nice. She's so pretty. Like, oh my, I I am so excited. So if you have seen the Don't Worry Darling trailer let's discuss because that even if you're not like a fan of anyone who is in that movie just go and watch the trailer because the movie itself regardless of the cast like looks phenomenal it looks so interesting um it's a psychological thriller if you're not if you're not aware um it uh, it just looks phenomenal. It looks so good. I'm so excited to see it. It comes out September 23rd. So, unfortunately, we have to wait a little longer. Five months. But it's okay. We're, we are excited. We are excited. Um, on the topic of film, uh, shout out to my agent who has gotten me some pretty sick auditions um, lately. I have one that I have to do later today and I'm just really excited like it's just we've just been getting some good stuff um career-wise and I am just I'm so excited I literally love what I do every time I get a new audition I and and I get to you know get to act and everything I'm just like oh I adore this it's so fun it is so fun um so shout out to my agent thank you so much for Getting me some good stuff. I really appreciate it. I I really appreciate the trust in me to <laughs> do well at these also. That's <laughs> thank you. Um Yeah, so that was really good. We have I mentioned this in the last episode. We have a new guest um that is scheduled to be on for next week's episode. Um I'm interviewing her next Monday on the 9th, and her episode will be up on Wednesday. Um, that'll be what the 11th, um, I am so excited. I cannot wait. I literally love interviewing people. It's so fun. And I'm so excited about the topics that we're talking about. Um, we're going to be talking about healing from disordered eating and, um, intuitive eating and kind of all that stuff surrounding those topics. So I'm very excited about that. It's a really important topic. Um, and so if you are someone that has struggled with that before or you know anything in that kind of area definitely look out for next week's episode I'm very excited about it um yeah um anything else new before you get into the bad stuff um I (laughs) I had therapy for the first time in a long time yesterday I so I started therapy at 16 years old I'm now almost 20 
Um, but since moving to Georgia, and it's been almost a year of me living here, I have, I just haven't had the time to go and find a new therapist or, you know, anything. And, uh, and I really, I, I, I noticed it was really starting to take a toll not having that outlet. So I got off my butt and I found a new therapist and I had my first appointment yesterday. Um, and it was so good. I really, really like my new therapist. I'm very excited, um, about her. She's, she was so sweet. It was just so fun. And I, uh, you know, we, we felt all the emotions and it was, it was really good. I'm really excited about it. So this is your reminder to get into therapy if you are not, because it is so beneficial. I think literally everyone should be in therapy if you have the ability to be. Um, yeah. So shout out to therapy. I need to actually go and make my, my next appointment, but yeah, so exciting. We love to see it. Um, yeah, I think, I think that was all the good stuff that I wanted to talk about. I, need to mention something um because I do have a platform and I feel that if you have any sort of platform regardless of it being big or small if you have any sort of platform you you need to use that to the best of your ability to make change so I am recording this episode on um Tuesday, May 3rd, last night it was, the draft was leaked that they are trying to um, overturn, I think that's the word overturn, overrule, Roe v. Wade, which if you don't know what that is, they are trying to take away our right to abortion. Um, right now, because of Roe v. Wade, we have access to legal abortion, um, and they are trying to get that thrown out and make abortions illegal. And I just, it's really heartbreaking, um, It's, it is absolutely in no way nobody else's decision, choice. It is your body and the fact that it is men trying to control women's bodies really, it's just, it's disgusting. And I think... I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm absolutely baffled that we are going completely backwards. Um, it's not, it hasn't been passed yet, I don't believe. So continue to be loud, to use your voice. If you have a platform, use it. Um, vote, you know, there are all these a little, you know, smaller elections coming up. Make sure to vote on all this. Um, contact your senators. Be loud about it. Do not do not just sit back and allow them to step all over us. We cannot do that. So be loud. 
use your voice, protest, do walkouts, do strikes, you know, do whatever you feel is necessary to keep these fucking men, keep these fucking politicians out of our goddamn uteruses. Like, religion and politics have no place in our reproductive health, in our reproductive rights. And it is baffling that they are pushing that so hard to simply have any sort of control over us that they can. And I think that is so disgusting. So we all need to do whatever we can um, to make sure that we still have access to abortions. Because the thing is, overruling Roe v. Wade and banning abortions is not going to stop abortions. It's just going to stop safe abortions. So the number of abortions is not going to go down, but the number of death, like the the amount of women that are going to die trying to have an abortion because we no longer have access to safe abortions, that number is going to go up way higher. So please, please, everyone, everywhere, do everything that you can to, you know, try to try to get this stopped and try to keep our access to, to safe abortions and keep fucking the fucking government out of our reproductive health they have no right to be there they have no right to be in our uteruses so yeah i know that's a heavy topic and it sucks but it's just i something you know that that i could not be on here and and not say anything about it because it's it's happening right now this is something that's just since last night you know came to light and it is disgusting truthfully it is heartbreaking i am angry you should be angry yeah so be angry get angry about it be loud about it and yeah, I'm gonna move on from that. And we're going to try to go back to a little bit more lighthearted of topic. But yeah, um, moving on now, moving on. Um, so I today wanted to do an episode talking about self-sabotage. Because oh boy, oh boy, am I an expert on it. Um, So I was actually inspired to do this week's episode because I saw an Instagram post. So one of my friends had actually reposted somebody's post um, and I was intrigued. So I went to the account. So it's from Amber Elizabeth, who is a therapist. Um, Her Instagram is at a life colored Amber. And... um, her post was about like some of the subtle ways that we tend to self-sabotage. And so I was very inspired to 
make an episode about self-sabotage because I feel like most people do it. Um, and I think it's really important to, if we can note, you know, the subtle ways that we do it, that we might not even know we're doing it. If we can note that and be aware of it, then we can, you know, we can catch ourselves in it. Um, but if you are somebody who self-sabotages, oh my goodness, we're going to be best friends. So I have basically a list of, of what she on her post had talked about. And then I, I kind of put in my own personal, like kind of self-sabotaging habits that I do on a day-to-day basis. Um, and yeah, so. I first want to say, I don't know if anybody else do, does this, but, like, especially in flirting and, like, dating, I always self-sabotage. Like, it's it's bad. Like, I, I think I get scared of, like, a healthy relationship, and so I just mm, kind of dip out on it before it can – I'm I almost, like, I'm it, – it's good – and then I get suspicious because it's a little too good. I'm like, you're you're treating me a little too well. And I absolutely know there's some sort of underlying reason to it. So I'm going to, you know, hop off the boat now. Um, so does anybody else do that? I feel, I feel like a lot of people do. Um, but yeah, because that's like, that's when I think self-sabotage, I feel like that's my biggest like area of life that I see myself doing that in it's really bad so if you do that you're not alone you're not alone I do it too um so anyway so on Amber's Instagram post she listed um three different ways that people will like subtly self-sabotage so the first one was not allowing ourselves to relax until everything is done, even though our to-do list is unrealistic. So I <laughs> I read that and I was like, oh shit, that's me 100% of the time. Because I'm someone who I plan out my weeks in to-do lists. Like my day, every single day, is with a different to-do list. And I feel like usually you're supposed to have your to-do list And you get done as much as you can get done and, you know, in a healthy amount of time with, you know, breaks and and relaxation time and, and, you know, still going to bed at a decent amount, like a decent time. And then whatever you can't get done in in that amount of time, you're supposed to just, you know, simply plop over to the next day. You just move it over. You know, you get the things done that like are urgent. You get those done. But then you'll obviously have stuff that you can kind of spread out throughout the week and and you have stuff that you can move to the next day so I don't do that I have my to-do list and I even though these things don't have to be done today I'm like I have to get all of this done today and my to-do lists are long like I I don't know why I do this to myself but they are like just like excessively long and if I don't get everything done then I just I feel horrible horrible about myself like I failed and like I all guilt trip myself which is not good it's not a good healthy mindset to be in um but like this is what she you know she's talking about is that 
you have these excessive to-do lists, you have these unrealistic to-do lists for the day, and you don't let yourself breathe until it's all done. So like me, I'll stay up way later than I should be, and I'm, then I'm not getting a healthy amount of sleep, which is then you know, prohibiting me the next day from performing at my best because I'm exhausted, but I'm like, I have to get everything done before I go to sleep. So I'll stay up to, you know, one, two in the morning, trying to get everything done. And the thing is, when you do that, what you're getting done in those late hours of the night is not your best work because you're exhausted. So then it's like kind of just this, whatever you did is like this half done in this state of exhaustion. And so, you know, I think dial back on your to-do list. Maybe don't create such excessive to-do list. Let yourself know that it is okay to move stuff to the next day. To not get the whole list done in the day. Get the stuff that has to absolutely be done on this date done you know, and then if there's stuff that you can move, move it. It is okay. And something that I do that I, I've been trying to do that I've found really helpful is I'll like kind of star or highlight three or four things that I absolutely have to get done. And then I, I kind of, I don't know if it's that physical act of like putting a star next to it or highlighting it or just, you know, bringing attention to those things that are like absolute must-dos, like bringing that attention to it, I don't know why it tells my brain that as long as you get these done, then you're okay. Then you still have had a successful, productive day. Like you're good. But it really does help us. So it's, I, I don't know. I always take a bright highlighter and I'll just highlight the like three or four things that are absolutely, you know, if nothing else gets done, these things get done. And it really has helped my brain, you know, kind of be okay with not necessarily getting the whole list done in this one day and moving things and kind of, it also has really helped to organize my time a little better and kind of prioritize things differently. But it is okay to relax even though your entire to-do list is not done. It is okay to go to bed and get a healthy amount of sleep because then you're going to perform so much better the next day. You're going to feel a lot more energy, a lot more motivation. If you're constantly exhausted, your motivation is going to drop really quickly. Like you are going to burn out like that and then none of your to-do list is going to get done because you're simply too exhausted and then that's that's just no good for anybody. That's no good for anyone. Um, the next thing that she had talked about was um, staying up late in an attempt to reclaim our alone time. So kind of what she means by this is, you know, we're go, go, go all day. We're, you know, with co-workers we're at work we're with family we're with friends we're doing this stuff and we don't get a like a breather for ourselves we don't get time to just sit and scroll our, on our phones or read a book or just you know watch tv or just breathe do stuff by ourselves because i think alone time i don't think we realize how important it is 
to have time for ourselves. No matter how much of an extrovert you are, no matter how much you love people and you're a social butterfly and you think you don't like being alone, alone time is still really important. Even if it's just 20 minutes of it. Having time to ourselves to decompress, you know, kind of go over everything that's happened in the day is so important. But we don't, you know, a lot of times get that throughout the day. So then we finally are at home. We've done all the things. We've had dinner. We've cooked dinner. We've cleaned up everything. We've gotten through our to-do list. We finally have a second to ourselves. And then we're pushing and we're staying up way too late to have more of that alone time. Which then, again, leads to that, oh my god, we're so exhausted the next day that we can't do anything. And, and our health isn't at our best because sleep is super important and I I feel like this is an obvious thing but it's also so like kind of brushed under the carpet that we just don't care about it and I think because I think when we think of health we think of working out eating really healthy taking supplements blah 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 blah, all of this and I feel like sleep is always constantly at the bottom of that list of like things you do to be a healthy person when sleep is should be one of the things at the top. Sleep is so important because your body needs time to recharge. Because yes, you can work out and you can eat healthy and you can do all this stuff. But if you're not sleeping and you're not giving your body that time to rest and have a break and all this stuff, then all of that, all of those things that you're doing to, you know, try to see progress in your health or whatever, that's all going to get flushed down the toilet because your sleep is so important. You are not going to function. You're not going to function if you don't sleep. And so when we don't get this alone time all day and we finally have alone time, we stay up way too late to, to, you know, get back that alone time, to reclaim it and to reclaim our time to ourselves. And I am so guilty of this. I... Um, oh geez I do this all the time I'm like I need to stay up and read and I can watch a show and I can you know get on the phone with, with you know and like text and scroll and and uh, you know everything and then I'm like I get exhausted but I'm trying my best to stay awake I'm like forcing myself to stay awake because I don't want the day to end yet and I don't want tomorrow to come yet because I still want this alone time to myself and this time to just breathe. And I did this. I do this as an adult and I did this a lot. I noticed in high school as well, which was again, not good because it's, you know, a growing body and, and a teen and they, you need, you need sleep. But I'd constantly, because I'm like, well, I don't want school to come tomorrow and I just want this time to myself because I don't have any time to myself and I have to be with people all day and blah, 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 blah. So I'd stay up way, way, way later than I should have been because I just wanted that time to breathe. So I think it's really important to, yes, it is important to have that time to breathe, but to take this and kind of put it into perspective that we need to be prioritizing that time to breathe more throughout the day and not just when we can finally get that sliver of time to ourselves at night. You should be really trying to organize your, and it, again, it's a lot easier said than done because this is not hard when you have a billion things to try and get through. But, you know, really try to prioritize your time to where you have, even if it's just like 
10 minutes where you just go and sit by yourself and decompress and breathe and, you know, maybe do something that you love, you know, go on a walk, read, stretch, you know, whatever it is, eat a snack, drink water, just throughout the day, like little tiny brain breaks. Instead of trying to stretch out this huge length of time way late at night, throughout the day, if you can give yourself little, you know, brain breaks, if you will, um, to decompress, because then if you're decompressing in smaller amounts but more frequently then your brain's gonna you know gonna snap back and then you'll be able to like go back to work go back to school and get back into it and your brain is gonna work a lot better with those breaks in between because we don't as humans we can only focus for so long like sitting and trying to focus for these unbelievably horrible extended periods of time it doesn't work we're we're gonna zone out sooner rather than later and so you know tiny tiny little brain breaks throughout the day tiny little you know fragments of alone time and then still try to you know at night when you finally are you know are alone and you're finally done with everything for the day still try to have that alone time but try to you know, maybe not drag it out till two in the morning (laughs) or, you know, um, just, you know, okay, well, I, I'm, I've had dinner, I've cleaned up, I, we're in bed now, I'm gonna give myself 20 minutes, 30 minutes to read, I'm gonna give myself 20, 30 minutes, watch a show, then I'm gonna go to bed and, you know, set timers. I, I, I've always felt that timers really help because if you're like, if you're just like, oh, I'll just watch the clock. And then at this time, I, I'm always like, (laughs) I'm that person. I'm like, oh shoot. I was like, I was, I'm going to read up till, you know, 1030, but I'll just watch the clock. And then I, I look at the clock and it's like 1032 and I'm like, oh no, now I can't stop until like 11. I'm Yeah, I am that person and I know probably a lot of you are as well, but you know, set little timers, do all these little, you know, things that might seem like unnecessary steps, but are quite important to your health and, you know, the sustainability of your routine and of your lifestyle because if you're living your life in a way that is not sustainable it's you know in the long run it's not gonna go well because you can't you can't have these lifestyle choices that you absolutely hate or absolutely draining because you can't live for a long period of time you know in those habits because it's just gonna drain you so when you're you're looking at your lifestyle choices and your routines and your habits, you need to be evaluating whether or not they're going to be sustainable. You know, are they gonna are they gonna make it through the long run? Are they in it for the long haul? That is the question we need to ask ourselves. Okay, um, the third thing that Amber had posted talking about self sabotaging was holding back from good opportunities because we are afraid of change and or failure and oh oh, oh boy did that one slap me right in the face when I read that I was like 
shit, Amber, you're absolutely right. I do that. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I feel like a lot of people do because it's scary when you, when an opportunity comes up and it's something that's totally out of your comfort zone and you're like, Oh my God, like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. Like, is this there, is it going to go horribly wrong? And I'm going to be embarrassed and it's, you know, and you spiral and then you just kind of avoid it as a whole because the what ifs are a lot scarier than anything else. Um, and I know we've talked about that actually on, I don't know what episode we talked about it on, but we've talked about the what ifs before and how those are so debilitating. Like it, it kind of just makes you freeze when you start listing, oh, what if this happens? What if this happens? And then you just like freeze and you get too scared and then you kind of just dip on whatever you were doing or whatever the opportunity was. So yes, some opportunities are going to be presented to you in life and they're going to be great opportunities. But that could also mean that a big change is going to come along with that really good opportunity or the ability to fail is going to come along with that opportunity. Don't pay attention to those. Again, easier said than done. But focus on the opportunity in itself and the good in the opportunity rather than the bad, rather than the change, rather than the failure. Because I feel like more often than not when, you know, good opportunities arise in your life, in your career, in whatever you're doing, I feel like the good will typically outweigh the bad or the what ifs. And I feel like the good will typically you know, take charge in the end as this opportunity. And it might be difficult to get to that good because this opportunity is, you know, huge and you have to go through a lot of changes and you have to go through some struggle. But that struggle is, you know, what makes it worth it in the end. What makes it, you know, what it makes something, you know, gives you the ability for something to happen. Um, In therapy yesterday... My therapist likes to use this metaphor of this little boy who wanted to help a butterfly out of its cocoon because this little boy saw this butterfly who was had broken open its cocoon, but it was struggling to get out and he wanted to help it. So he took a pair of scissors and cut open the cocoon and took the butterfly out and, you know, tried to get to fly, but the butterfly couldn't fly. It wouldn't, it would just fall. And that happened because through the process of butterflies trying to get out of their cocoons, that kind of struggle in that them getting out of it causes a reaction of a fluid to go through their wings that then allows them to work and allows the butterflies to fly. So butterflies are not able to fly and, you know, be butterflies without the struggle of getting out of their cocoon. And so the whole kind of metaphor is, you know, that struggle causes you, you know, to get to the other side, causes the good, causes the change, causes whatever, you know. Um, And while, yeah, it's hard and it's sucky and, you know, can really drag you down, 
there is the you know the other side to it the other side of the tunnel which you will eventually get to and it's gonna be okay but you know there's that struggle and it could be you know whether it's a bad struggle whether it's just like it's oh this is a challenge and it's a lot more work than I thought whether it's you know whatever it is you're gonna be okay and it's it's gonna be okay on the other side of it but we have to go through change a lot of times we have to fail you know and and I feel like I don't really like necessarily the term failure I feel like because I feel that most of the times it you know that kind of struggle that fall will inevitably lead to a good outcome because I don't think a lot of times in our life when we think oh we failed this was a failure this flopped like whatever I don't think those are failures I think they're kind of more just stepping stones and lessons of oh hey this didn't work out let's try this different approach to it and see if that's gonna work and get us to our next you know our next stepping stone and so because I think a lesson and an opportunity and a a change or whatever can always come out of what you know what we would call failures um so you know, look at that as, as you're not going to fail, you're just going to be provided with a new stepping stone. All about the viewpoint, all about the viewpoint. Okay, so that was all that she had on her post about that. So now we're going to get into some of the self-sabotaging habits that I find myself constantly doing. Um, My biggest one, and this is something I'm really having to work on now, is getting my brain out of this thought process. Um, But it's when when my day doesn't start out as, you know, productive or as good as I had hoped, I tend to then throw the rest of the day away. Because I think, oh, well, I already fucked up my morning it's not going to get any better. I'm not going to get anything, you know, worth my time done. So might as well just not do anything. I, if you do this, oh my gosh, I am, I'm horrible at this. I am so, I'm like, oh, if I didn't wake up early enough or if I didn't get, you know, everything done in the morning by the time that I wanted to, or, or if I, you know, if I didn't work out, oh, I ate an unhealthy breakfast. I didn't eat as healthy as I should have. I, you know, I screwed up here, here, and here. Oh, the rest of the day is over. And I hate that mindset. It is the fattest lie in the history of lies. There is no, like, just because your day starts out one way does not mean you have every opportunity to turn it around throughout the day. Like, you have 24 hours, you know? Lots can happen in that time frame. Just because the first little half of your morning didn't go as planned does not mean you have to throw the rest of the way the rest of the day away um so if you were in that mindset (laughs) i'm right there with you we need to get out of it and we will we can i believe in us but one of the best tips that i have ever heard on on getting out of this mindset was instead of looking at your day as a whole 
kind of split it up into a bunch of mini segments. So you, you know, you have kind of the first part of your morning and then, so you have like early morning and you have mid morning and then you have, you know, early afternoon, mid afternoon, early evening, you know, evening, later in like late evening. So like if you kind of section out your day, it's like, okay, well, early morning didn't go necessarily as I had hoped. Now I have mid morning to try and, you know, get done what I wanted to get done. Oh, mid morning didn't go as well as I had hoped. That's okay. I still have this section, this section, this section to do. And I've noticed also in, in doing this kind of tactic is that if you like your to-do list if you kind of coordinate it with your sections um it actually makes your to-do list a lot easier to get done and it almost makes it feel more attainable because you kind of see it split up um and you're like oh I can do this I have I have I don't, I don't know because it kind of shortens your to-do list because it gives you this this kind of time frame and you're like, oh, well, in this amount of time, I only have, you know, maybe these two things to do, this this one thing, these three things. So it kind of just compartmentalizes everything and just, I don't know, I guess it, it just, it's that change of view kind of changes perspective and it makes everything seem a lot more attainable. So that's what I'm going to be working on and trying to do, especially right now um, in my life. And um, yes, yeah, so that if, if you are somebody who is like that, that self-sabotages by throwing their entire day away when one thing didn't go to plan, I feel you. I am right there with you and we are going to get through it and use the entire day to the best of our abilities. Um, <laughs> next thing that I do. Um, and I talked about this in the beginning. Of flirting and dating and relationships in general. I tend to sabotage. Um, so this I think. From what I've kind of boiled it down to. This is mainly due to trauma from past relationships. So in my past relationships, not that there's really much to go off of, but I have always kind of been a second choice um, and more used than anything. And so I kind of see it now as I have a really hard time when I'm like when someone seems genuinely interested I'm like well yeah the people in my past also seem genuinely interested but guess what they weren't it was a big it was a big act so I kind of unfortunately have that mindset towards relationships right now where I'm like you know you don't actually want like you're this is this is a big lie you're putting on a big act right now and like I do it all the time. I'm like, you're being a little too nice to me. You're a little too good. There's not enough red flags here. So inevitably, sooner rather than later, like the most giant red flag is going to pop up and it's all going to be revealed to be, you know, 
a a big scam, a big you're using me. Like, you know, that's the mindset that I have just due to my luck with past relationships. And so I kind of, you know, I dip before I can really get hurt in that stuff. I, you know, and I think that's my way of trying to maintain control over what happens over my feelings um which I feel like a lot of people do um so if you do that you're not alone in that trust me so there's probably plenty of you know relationships that could have ended up really well but due to you know my past with stuff like that and um my self-sabotaging ways, I will never get to know if they would have ended up well or not because I, you know, I got scared and I wanted to maintain control. So I just didn't let it get past where I wanted it to go past. So yeah, that's definitely something I do. So if you are, if you, uh, if you are like that, I feel you. I don't, unfortunately at the moment really have any tips or you know ways to try and help move past that because I genuinely don't know how I'm personally gonna move past that mindset yet so if you have any ideas please share with me um and you know and I will share them um either on an episode or like on Instagram or something because I genuinely don't know like that's when I say like this is what I say when I'm not licensed this is when I'm like this is everything that I say is from personal experiences and my own personal learning curves with all of this so like a you're not alone in this we are holding hands and working through this crazy thing of life together um and I feel like that's kind of the beauty of it is we can help each other for, you know, for situations where I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Maybe one of you knows what you're doing and then we can help each other. And that's the beauty of family. Um, so, yeah, so if you have any sort of, you know, inspiration or, you know, tips or ways to get out of that mindset of every relationship is going to go to shit please let me know because I I'm really I am dying to um to get out of that mindset but alas we are not there yet um so the last thing that I the last self-sabotaging habit that I do is taking on more than I can handle and I have done this for as long as I can remember I have always been a very type a personality I have always been a very I hold myself to unbelievably high standards and it's it's to the point of they're they're too high. It is the standards are not attainable. And so then obviously I'm let down because I I set this bar too high and I can't reach it and then I feel like I you know, have failed. So taking on too many tasks and then feeling like a failure inevitably and then burning out. So like, I feel like a lot of this is like in work, you know, especially workspaces or school 
is kind of your, you're like the yes man to, to everything of like, oh yeah, I can cover your shift. Oh, I can do this extra paperwork for you. Oh yeah, I'll, you know, set up that meeting. I'll run this. I'll do this. I'll do that. Blah, 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 blah. And then you're drowning and you can't do it. You can't get it all done. It's like genuinely just not possible. It has nothing to do with how hard you work or your, you know, your motivation, your work ethic, how good of a person you are. It has nothing to do with any of that except that you took on too much, more than you could physically handle, and then you drowned, which was inevitable when you started taking on, you know, way too much, and then you feel like a failure, you feel like you've let people down, you blah, blah, blah. All of this happens, and... It kind of just, I feel like when that happens, it kind of just like crushes your spirit because you're like, oh shit, like I really fucked up. And it's just, it's not a good time. So, you know, make sure you know your limits on what you can take on, your time management, you know, being able to say no. We talked about in the last episode, we talked about consent and saying no. And saying no can, you know, that is important to have the ability to say no in situations that are not just, you know, with relationships or intimacy or anything like that, but also in, you know, professional relationships, in professional workspaces, in school, in, you know, friendships, in whatever, making sure you can say no. If you don't have the time to cover this coworker's shift, if you can't do that, if that's too much, then say no. You don't have to do it. If you don't have time to watch your friend's dog while they go on vacation, if you can't do that, say no. Don't, you know, intentionally stress yourself out because you want to be everyone's yes man. No. Take on what you can handle. What, yeah, absolutely continue to challenge yourself for sure, but also make sure that challenge is a challenge and not impossible. You know, make sure it's not this unattainable, you know, goal. Make sure it's not this unicorn of a task that is no matter what way you approach it, no matter how good your time management is, no matter how good your work ethic is, there's going to be some things and times in life where we just can't. And it's not that we're not challenging ourselves and we're being lazy. It just is how life goes. So take on what you can handle, what pushes you a little bit, but doesn't drown you. And, you know, pushes you to where you're going to be proud of yourself. Absolutely. But doesn't push you to the point of breaking and failure and where you then fall into a funk and a depression because you feel that you failed and you feel that you fucked up and, you know, all of that. So take on what you can handle what you know you can handle, what's going to be a push, but will not drown you. Period. End of story. Done with that point. Um, so those are kind of all the points of subtle ways that we tend to self-sabotage. Again, those first three points that I talked about were not my own. They were from Amber Elizabeth, who is a life-colored Amber on Instagram, Please go check out her account. I was scrolling through it endlessly yesterday, looking at all of her stuff. She is really incredible, um, very inspirational, very makes your heart feel good um, and makes you feel not alone in um, 
any of your mental health stuff. I would also like to note that it is now May. And if you did not know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And that is something I adore. A, I think it's very fitting that I was, I'm a May baby and I grew up to have a mental health podcast dirt and I was born in the month of mental health awareness. So I think that's really cool, but it is mental health awareness month. And I think it's, that's just so cool that we, you know, are spreading talks about, about mental health and we are, you know, slowly creeping to it being more normalized that, you know, yeah, it's absolutely normal to deal with things like anxiety and depression and bipolar disorder and, you know, the list goes on and on and on and that it's not, doesn't make you, you know, weird. It doesn't mean that you're messed up. It means that you're human and we are all working through it together. We are all holding hands and getting through this together So definitely spread the word that Mental Health Awareness Month is this month and make sure you're having conversations with your friends and your family and schools about mental health and how important it is. Make sure you're getting into therapy if you have the ability and the resources to get into therapy Um, and make sure you are continuing to love yourself and love others and spread the joy and the happiness and the love it is you know we're getting into spring and summer now which is always very exciting um make sure that you are using your voice for things that you think need to change um and just love yourself and love others And I think that is the most important is to show love and kindness and empathy towards everyone and towards yourself. So with that being said, I love you all so, 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 so much. I'm so proud of each and every one of you for continuing to get up each morning and live your life and survive. You are all doing so incredibly amazing. I love you all you are incredible and I am so thankful for this family that we have here and thank you for continuing to allow me to have a space where I can talk about things that I'm passionate about like this and for listening and for showing me your support. I love you all so, 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 so much and I will talk to you next week when we have our guest on, which I'm so excited about. So get excited for next week's episode. I love you all so much and I will talk to you then.